Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the founder and head coach at Straight Shot Training, a remote personal training company with an emphasis on helping people of all fitness levels feel better, move better, and live better with progressive, functional strength and conditioning workouts. Now, when I say bodybuilding, what comes to mind for you? Probably big people with big muscles doing curls in front of a mirror at a Metroflex in Venice Beach. Maybe people that look like Greek gods and goddesses covered in spray tan and baby oil posing on stage with impressive muscles. But when I say functional fitness, what comes to mind for you? Probably a little different, right? Probably a garage-style gym with no mirrors, people of all body shapes and sizes doing exercises that help them move better and feel better instead of just looking better. Well, what if you combine the two? See, that's what's happened in the past few years as one of the least weird things that's come out of the functional fitness community. The term functional bodybuilding is now a term used by CrossFitters and other functional fitness enthusiasts who want to look good along with feeling good, moving well, and being fit enough to enjoy their active lives. And look, there's nothing wrong with the concept. Having self-confidence and a positive view of your body isn't a bad thing. Wanting to look good for yourself is not a bad thing. In my mind, it shouldn't be the main reason you exercise, but I totally understand the goal and can empathize with the people who want to train this way. So with this episode, I'd like to take you through this hot new fitness trend and explain what it is, where it came from, what's good about it, where it's overhyped, what the takeaways from it are, and how we actually use some of the principles in our programs that we write for our clients as straight shot training coaches. But before we jump in, let me share with you a testimonial from one of our straight shot athletes, Angie. She writes, prior to gyms closing for COVID, I used my program from straight shot one to two times a week in between classes that I attended. It always provided a challenging workout, and I was happy to be able to walk into the gym with a full plan, including instructional videos. It was a great fit at that time. After gyms closed for COVID, Straight Shot has been a game changer. While I have limited equipment at home, some bands, kettlebells, and dumbbells, my coach has worked with me to creatively modify my workouts using what I have. I'm so thankful to have a program that continues to challenge me and a trainer that is knowledgeable and creative. Thanks so much, Angie. Listen, whether you are back to working out in a gym or you're still training at home, you need a program to make sure that you're making the most of your training time and your training effort. You can look all over Pinterest and Instagram for free workouts, but they aren't made for you. And even if you find one that you like and it's working for you, there's still no one on the other end providing accountability that you need to make sure that you're tracking well with the workouts. This is what we do. We deliver custom workout programming around your fitness level, your goals, and your equipment access, and then we keep in communication with you to make sure that you're recovering well, you're making progress, and you're actually sticking with a program that's going to help you reach your fitness goals. If you're ready to take the next step in your fitness goals for 2021 and beyond, please head over to straightshottraining.com and click Request a Coach to get started today. That's straightshottraining.com. Click on request a coach. All right, then. Let's see what this whole functional bodybuilding thing is about.
All right, so if you Google functional bodybuilding, probably the first thing that you're going to see is the company functional bodybuilding. So I want to make sure that we clear up that this is not an endorsement of a particular training company or program, but in the concept of it in general. And if you scroll throughout Google searches, you'll see that functional bodybuilding is a term that's been used for a while uh, by different companies offering different things. But there is an actual brand called Functional Bodybuilding run by a, a former CrossFit athlete named Marcus Philly. I think the stuff that he puts out is amazing. Uh, I've looked over his programs before. I've never personally done any of his programs before, but I, I like some of the stuff that I see and some of the stuff I definitely agree with. Uh, but this is not a an endorsement of, of that company. Um, so just to clear that up there. So what is functional bodybuilding? Well, it's blending functional fitness with bodybuilding principles. The idea behind it is people want to move as good as they look and look as good as they move. Uh, move good, look good is actually one of the slogans used by functional bodybuilding the company. The other things that you'll see out there is uh, blending aesthetics and performance is another tagline that a different company uses. And this is something that has come about in the past few years because going back into early on with CrossFit and functional fitness and other companies like uh, like Movnat or uh, Onnit or these other companies that are really big on functional fitness, there was always this a critique of the bodybuilding community because they said, well, it's not, you know, it's not functional. You're, the bicep doesn't act alone whenever you're doing pulling movements. So why would you ever train the bicep by itself? Uh, Jim Jones, this is not the, the cult leader, Jim Jones, but uh, G-Y-M Jones, they did the training for the guys in the movie 300. It's led by uh, coach Mark Twight. They have a slogan where they say, uh, the body is one piece, so train it like one. So for a while, functional fitness didn't wasn't seeing the value in isolation movements. They would make fun of bodybuilders. They would say that, you know, it's, it's more important to, you know, feel good and move well than it is to look good. And, and I do agree with them there that I, I feel like that aesthetics should not be the main reason you work out. But it got to the point of, where in the functional fitness community, if you wanted to do something to look good, uh, you're being vain, uh, you shouldn't care about that, like that kind of stuff was was what the critiques were from, especially from the heads of these companies uh, and these these brands. So how did this all come about now? How, how are functional fitness practitioners now starting to do, you know, curls and tricep extensions and leg extensions and leg curls and finding ways to do them with more more of the type of equipment that you would find in a functional fitness gym, like bands and rings and less stuff like uh, leg extension machines and inner outer thigh machines that you would see in a big gym. So how have we now taken bodybuilding principles and applied them in a functional fitness setting and blended them with functional fitness programs? Well, I think a lot of it came about because there's these natural, these natural flows that happen in the functional fitness community just like it does with just about every other sport. There's these different trends. And this is just the, the newest one of it. The newest version of functional fitness is now blending this aesthetic portion. And I think some of it comes from CrossFitters and functional fitness athletes getting banged up. I mean, Marcus Philly, who started the functional bodybuilding company, 
a lot of the, re the reasons why he does what he does right now is because he feels way better doing this style of training than he did when he was training to be a high, high level CrossFit competitor and he was getting kind of banged up with it. And I know with a lot of CrossFitters and, and functional fitness athletes that I know, and even people in the strongman community, a lot of them will stop competing and start doing something different, like more of a bodybuilding style program, because it's it's definitely less load on your body. You're typically lifting lighter weights. Uh, you're not just pounding away at, at squats and deadlifts and snatches and clean and jerks and and different types of presses. You're you're doing some shoulder accessory work. You're doing some hamstring work, some quad work. It's definitely a lot a lot easier on your body than doing those other things that you were having to do for competition. That being said, you you don't have to completely switch the way you're the style of training you're doing. You can just really you know stop training to be a competitor and just train for your health when it comes to functional fitness. But I get why this came about. People are getting banged up. They might have been ready for a new style of training after doing the same basic movements for years. Uh, this is one of the critiques that that a lot of us coaches have about functional fitness programs is that whenever you start you know making fitness a competition you can't do certain movements because they just don't lend themselves to being scored or counted a certain way. Okay, and, and the way, I guess the best way to put this would be if I were to give you a workout that had thrusters, burpees, and box jumps, a thruster being a, a squat to press, it would be pretty easy for us to say, okay, five thrusters, five burpees, five box jumps, as many rounds as possible in five minutes. And we could score that workout pretty easily. But how would we score something that would be more like a, a functional bodybuilding style workout where I said, okay, we're going to do tempo Bulgarian split squats. So one leg forward, one leg back on a, on a bench. Uh, you go three seconds down, two seconds at the bottom, one second, one second to stand up. And we're going to do sets of 10 on each leg with that. Then I'm going to have you do a, a shoulder press, alternating shoulder press with dumbbells. So you're going to press both dumbbells up, lower one slowly, and press it back up to the top, then lower the other one slowly and press it back up to the top. And we'll do eight each arm over there. Let's say, let's pick a core exercise. Oh, uh, let's do uh, a landmine twist. Bar is in a corner. You're twisting side to side, holding on to it. And you have to move slowly through here. We're going to do 10 on each side. So we have some movements that you would never really see in like a, a CrossFit workout or a functional fitness workout that's scored or timed because it's not, it's not easy to do it that way. It's not easy to score those things or put them in a workout and be competitive with it. So what ends up happening is, and this is just natural, where you end up just having to do the same movements you can even see it in, in strongman competitions. There's you know the same basic things that you're that you're doing, and people training that way get tired of doing those same basic movements for years. So I think that maybe that's what happened with some of these functional fitness athletes was they got they got tired of that style of training with those same basic movements. They wanted to just do some different stuff, do some movements, uh, and move in some directions that they weren't used to moving in. Uh, and then the other thing that I think brought about this change. Uh, well, not change, this trend within functional fitness is that athletes have now realized that optimal training for aesthetics requires a different approach to training than training for general fitness. This is not to say that if you just train for general fitness that you can't look great and feel confident in, in your skin and and you know have the, the body that you would like to have. You can achieve those things by just training for general 
functional fitness, being able to do the things that you love every day, moving well, having a good balance of strength and flexibility and mobility and agility and power and endurance and stability and all of these things that comprise being fit, you can still look great. And a lot of that has to do with your diet. Well, if you want to look like somebody who looks more like a bodybuilder, you're going to have to do the things that bodybuilders do. And I think once functional fitness athletes realized, hey, if I want to look like The Rock, I can't be training like Matt Frazier. And if you know the two people I'm talking about, everybody knows who The Rock is. Matt Frazier has won the CrossFit Games for the past, I believe, five years in a row. And he look he looks super fit, but he does not look like The Rock. He looks super fit, but he doesn't look like the the fit, fitness models that you see a lot on Instagram. He's really, really strong. He's fast. He's powerful. He can do all these things that those bodybuilders and fitness athletes can't do, but he doesn't look like them. And I think that some people are saying, you know what? I do want to look more like, you know, I, I, do want to, I do have this ideal body that I want to have, and it's going to take a different style of training to get it. And this is no critique on that uh, at all. Whatever gets you moving and gets you training and motivates you is is awesome. Uh, so it's not critiquing people for wanting that. It's just recognizing, you know what, maybe people made this jump in their training because they wanted to look a different way. And when you train differently, a lot of times you end up looking differently. So uh, that's what functional bodybuilding is. It's blending the principles of, of bodybuilding with functional fitness. You're taking exercises that you would do to bring the most hypertrophy to a muscle group or increase the size of a muscle group. You are slowing things down by doing uh, more tempo work. You're doing different rep ranges that give you, you know, a good mechanical load for a good amount of time on a muscle and cause enough metabolic stress for that muscle to grow. Uh, and as the muscles grow bigger and you, you control your diet to keep your body fat low, you end up seeing the muscles better. Uh, it uh, means functional bodybuilding also means using isolation movements like a bodybuilder would, but also keep doing the things like cleans and snatches and muscle ups and kettlebell swings and 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 all the things that you're doing in your functional fitness program, but blending them with some of the bodybuilding things, some of the bodybuilding exercises, and a lot of times kind of combining the two into one exercise and find different ways of making traditionally functional fitness exercises, turn those into bodybuilding exercises and turn traditional bodybuilding exercises into functional fitness exercises. And I think anytime you blend different styles of training, I think it's a win-win. I think it's awesome. I think that there is a lot of good that is coming from this this trend of, of functional bodybuilding. Um, I just think that there are some things in it that are confusing people. So that's what I want to get into now is talking about the good with uh, functional bodybuilding versus what I perceive as the hype with it. So the good, we'll start with that. Um, I really like that it slows movements down. I really like seeing functional fitness athletes who were just throwing weights around as fast as they could and not recognizing the importance of stability and controlling loads throughout a full range of motion. I really like that it's made people slow down and you know quit bouncing out of your squat with no tension, uh, stop just uh, push pressing everything with your legs and start actually you know, really building up your shoulders. Uh, I like that 
the tempos are something that is just as much of a part of work of the workout as the reps. So with a lot of functional bodybuilding exercises, they'll say, hey, lower the weight down for four seconds, pause for two seconds at the bottom, take one second to press up. And this is something that was never even talked about in my early on career starting out with, with CrossFit. It just it wasn't something that you did. I mean, I'm sure athletes were doing it out there, but it was never taught to coaches that, hey, this is a great way to increase someone's uh, shoulder stability is have them slow these movements down. Uh, and and same thing with, you know, core stability and hip stability. When you slow things down, you build stability. And I think even when you're trying to gain muscle, you still need to be working on your stability. And tempo work is a great way of blending those two things. So you're slowing the movements down. You're, you're utilizing that tempo work. You are doing multi-planar exercises, meaning you're not just moving forward and backwards. And with functional bodybuilding, I've seen a lot of this. There's a lot of stuff that is side to side, a lot of stuff that is that is rotational. And these are things that athletes weren't doing before and they're seeing great results because no duh, your body's supposed to move in a lot of different directions other than just forward and backwards and up and down. Uh, the other thing that I really like about it is that it's introducing uh, single joint movements. And a lot of gyms, box gyms can't do this or think they can't do it because they don't have a full set of dumbbells, they just have barbells. So everything is barbell work. Well, you can use a barbell as a landmine. So I stick one end in the corner uh, or in between two plates or something, and I'm holding the other end, and I can use it just like a dumbbell for presses and rows and lunges and squats and things like that. So what functional bodybuilding is doing is showing functional fitness athletes how to use you know, barbells and kettlebells and bands in different ways than they've ever seen before and use these single joint movements. So, you know, curls and extensions and shoulder raises and hip exercises and glute exercises, things that were typically, you know, reserved only for bodybuilding are now being utilized within the a functional fitness program. Uh, another thing that I really like about it is it's not competitive or, or scored the way that a lot of functional fitness workouts are. It's not an AMRAP. I mean, sometimes it can be. Uh, it's not, you know, ju- just rounds for time. It's not just timed stations. It can be. And I'm not going to say that those circuits are bad. It's just when you're constantly, every workout is timed or scored or competitive in some way, uh, then you're really just focused on the speed of that workout. And there's so many other components of fitness other than just how fast you can move something. So I really like that the functional bodybuilding trend has brought about a a different type of competition. You're being competitive with yourself. Uh, you are you know trying to obviously see more weight on the exercise than you did the week before or more repetitions or control the tempo better, lowering the weight slower, something like that. Uh, but it isn't competitive like you would be able to do a fitness competition with it. The other thing I really like about it is that it is really emphasizing good form and full ranges of motion. Because if you're trying to move well still, because that's the functional fitness side, and you really want to place enough stress on the muscle throughout a full range of motion to get those maximal hypertrophy benefits, you're going to have to use really good form on all of your exercises. And it's forcing people to do that. And that was something that was also being overlooked in traditional functional fitness and and I really like that the functional bodybuilding crowd have really been really hammering hard the you've got to keep good form on this. If you're swinging the weight when you're curling it, the tension's no longer in the biceps. 
If you are, you know, throwing your shoulders all over the place when you're doing tricep extensions, you're not using your triceps to extend the weight. Uh, you know, you have to hold your core like this when you're doing this exercise. Otherwise, you're just throwing yourself using your hip flexors. So I like that about it as well. Uh, the other thing that I like about functional bodybuilding is that it uses a higher variety of repetitions than traditional bodybuilding. So here's where functional fitness has taken, you know, a bodybuilding thing and given it a different look in terms of the, the loading and the repetitions. So because it's still trying to be functional, meaning making you better at everyday activities uh, and helping you, know, you, helping you move well and, and feel great, you're going to be doing some higher weights and lower repetitions than you would in a traditional bodybuilding program. Traditional bodybuilding programs look like four to five sets of eight to 12 repetitions. And that's pretty much where you stay. There's not a whole lot of variance in programs there. If you open up, you know, Bodybuilding Magazine, every program is, you know, four sets of 10 reps on everything. And a lot of really, really big athletes get re even bigger doing these types of programs. And, and I do think that sometimes, well, I'll get into the hype here in a second, I do think sometimes that the functional bodybuilding crowd does need to look at the bodybuilding crowd and not try to reinvent the wheel on certain things. But this is one thing that I do think that they've done well is recognizing, you know, doing sets of five on back squat, doing sets of five on bench press and overhead press, those are still a great way to gain muscle while also increasing your strength. So also you can do very high repetitions. So we're talking, you know, maybe jump lunges or push-ups or dips or something where you're doing, you know, 20, 25 reps. You wouldn't typically do that in a bodybuilding program, but that amount of repetitions, that amount of, that amount of volume um, over the course of time is definitely going to help you build muscle, uh, provided you're eating for it, of course. But um, I do like that functional bodybuilding utilizes a higher variety of repetitions than traditional bodybuilding. So those are things I like about it. Some of the things that I think are, I guess, overhyped about it, and I think a lot of this has to do with social media, uh, especially because of when this exploded. I think if, if functional bodybuilding had, had come onto the scene, you know, back when all of us were on just like message boards and stuff and, and, and fitness wasn't as big in social media, um, I think it would look a little bit different. But I think what's happening is because it's on social media, there's a lot of stuff that's done just to get people to to click on your stuff and like your stuff and share your stuff that isn't really necessary to achieve the things that you want to from functional bodybuilding. First thing here is I see a lot of random rep schemes, random tempos, uh, ju just random exercises paired up just because they're difficult. When you look at, if you look at what bodybuilders do, they don't change their program up a lot. They add weight or add repetitions and then once they get to a certain point, they might change something up. Uh, they don't change up their, their reps a lot. They keep them set for a while until something stops working and then they change things up. Their tempos, they keep that for this, uh, for a while and then they change it up. So it's one of those, you know, if you want to look like a bodybuilder, do what bodybuilders do. But people want to, to still be fit and be able to, you know, go out and go for a run or do an obstacle course race or, uh, you know, be able to 
feel great going up and down a flight of stairs and not be out of breath. You wouldn't be able to still have those things that are part of functional fitness and still do your cardio and things like that. But you also want to look more like a bodybuilder. And I think what happens is they start just grabbing random things. Oh, oh, let's do this tempo right here. And let's do this rep scheme here. And we'll do, you know, super high weight, super low reps of this one. And then the next the next time we do the exercise, we'll go with tempos and moderate repetitions. Then we'll do it again with high repetitions and low weight. It's kind of all over the place. And I don't know if this is intentional just to try to get people to buy something on social off of social media, or if this is what these programs look like. So that's some of the, one of the hype, overhyped things I think with functional bodybuilding is it's just as random as functional fitness. And that's one of the things that drives me crazy about functional fitness is that it's not progressive in any way. And that's kind of what I'm seeing right now with with certain types of, of functional bodybuilding. Uh, the other thing that I see is overtraining through overprogramming. So people are trying to take their CrossFit program and then also do this functional bodybuilding stuff at the end of it. They want to take you know the program that they have for whatever it is, uh, whatever functional fitness program it is that they buy, and then on top of that, go buy another program from a, a functional bodybuilding person, or just try to make it up themselves. And what they end up doing is just trying to do everything at once. They want to be fast, they want to be strong, they want to be mobile, they want to you know, have good proficiency on high school movements like Olympic lifting, plus they want to do all the curls and pec flies and leg extensions that they can to try to get jacked. And what ends up happening is you end up getting overtraining injuries, or you get burnt out and you just can't do it anymore, or uh, you're just so sore that you can't recover from any of your workouts and then you don't actually see any progress and your weights start going down because you just, you're overloading yourself. So trying to do everything all at once is, is just not going to work. Now, what you can do is focus on something for a little bit and then circle back to your, your more well-rounded program and then focus on something else for a little bit and then maintain that while you work on something else. And this is the way that we program with our athletes is, you know, we do build stability. And then when, when we're adding on to that and building their work capacity, we're still doing some things to maintain that stability that we built. Then once we increase their work capacity, then we might move into something more like a, a functional bodybuilding program where we train more for hypertrophy. But we're still, we might do one or two things to still keep some of that endurance and stability, but we're not really focused on it because we're more focused on the hypertrophy right now. And when we're focused on hypertrophy, we're not trying to have huge increases in how fast we're moving because that's a different goal. So we, we have these, these micro goals. And as we move our athletes throughout their training year, depending, and they all have different goals, as we move them throughout their training year, by the end of the year, they will have accomplished a lot of different things and maintained a lot of those different adaptations because they stuck with their programming over the year and your body's able to hold on to those adaptations as long as you're still you know, pushing yourself in your workouts. But they're not just doing random stuff all the time just to try to combine stability, endurance, hypertrophy, strength, and power in every workout. It's just, it just doesn't work that way. So that's one of the things that I'm seeing with, with functional bodybuilding is trying to do everything all at once still uh, because that's something that the functional fitness community has, has not seemed to really grasp is that that's not the best way of doing it. All right, so the next thing that I think is a little bit of maybe more marketing for these functional bodybuilding companies more so than it is actual programming is 
the gimmicky exercises. I'm seeing a lot of circus tricks just to try to draw people in. And I totally get that from a marketing standpoint. You're trying to draw in the functional fitness crowd. You're trying to draw in the bodybuilding crowd. I get that. It's just when it comes to actual programming, you know, are you really just throwing all of this at an athlete over the course of a program? Now, I, I totally get switching up exercises. If you want to do a, a different lunge variation each week for six weeks and then repeat it and add more weight or add more repetitions or do the same lunge variation for two weeks and then switch it up or have three different lunge variations that you do weeks one, two, and three, and then you do it for you know four, five, and six, and then seven, eight, nine, however you want to do it. But when you're constantly throwing new stuff at people, and I think that they're doing this to try to draw more athletes in, but then you have people who are just following you on social media, just grabbing these exercises and trying something random and new every single week. And if you look at bodybuilders, they're not changing things up as much as functional bodybuilding. And if you look at the way that we program things with straight shot is, you know, we we do have different versions of exercises, but things are done in repetition enough that you can actually see some progress on it. And you're not just changing things up all of the time every week. And I said this before with, you know, the random rep schemes and the tempos, well now you add random exercises on top of it and it's just become a totally random program. And, and my final thing that I think is, is a bit overhyped about the whole movement is it's not progressive, okay? Because you do have these random rep schemes or random tempos or random exercises. It's just random workouts that give you a really good pump afterwards and have you looking in, you know, the, the gym bathroom mirror because there's no mirrors in the rest of your CrossFit gym. But you, uh, you look great. Uh, you look great on social media. You have this great muscle pump from all the blood and the tissue after your workout. But that's not really going to get you those aesthetic gains that you think is going to. You do need progressive resistance if you're trying to, to gain muscle size. Uh, if you're still trying to work on getting all of the things that come with being functionally fit, you know, your strength and your power and your endurance and your stability, you still need to be doing some things that are progressive in nature. So that brings us to what our takeaways are from, from this, because I do think there's a lot of good about it, and I don't want to be over, overly critical about it, especially since I love anything that gets people moving. And so I think that's, that's great if this is the thing that gets people into moving more. And I think it's great if it can get bodybuilders to start doing some things that are going to help them be overall healthier because in functional in functional bodybuilding, you are doing some more cardio and, and mobility work than you would if you were just doing bodybuilding. Also, I think it helps functional fitness athletes have a more be more respectful towards bodybuilding and a sport in general. So I think it's great. I think it can bring some people together. I think there's a lot of good stuff about it. So here are our takeaways here. I think that functional bodybuilding is a great idea to incorporate at some point in your training year or even a few times in your training year. Personally, with this, with my athletes, if and it really depends on the athlete because everybody's different. We do custom programming, but if they're working with me, a lot of times they'll go through some type of this you know, bodybuilding style, functional bodybuilding style approach, two to three times a year, maybe even more, depending on what their goals are. And the way that we approach it is is purposeful. Be purposeful and intentional about what you're training. So rather than always try to focus on everything, go ahead and take some time and just focus on hypertrophy, gaining muscle size. Go ahead and take six weeks and just and just do you know a bodybuilding style program and then come back to your functional fitness program. If you want to blend it, 
just make sure that you're not throwing everything at the wall and see what sticks. So go ahead and switch your repetitions up. If you're used to doing, you know, a lot of heavy stuff and you, you've built up a lot of strength and, or you're used to doing tons of repetitions with lightweight, you've got a lot of endurance, go ahead and switch to that 8 to 12 repetition range for your accessory exercises and the, you know, 5, maybe 4 to 6, 4 to 8 repetition range on your bigger lifts so you can still maintain some strength but also be able to do the things that are going to help you to build that muscle size uh, if, you, if your goal is hypertrophy. So blending a little bit of the of the of strength and hypertrophy and at the same time have do everything with a full range of motion, slow your movements down, and you're gonna be building a lot of stability. And then maybe at the end of those workouts, whatever your last exercise is, if it's you know chest day and you're gonna do push-ups, or if it's back day and you're gonna be doing some band rows, go ahead and do a high repetition set on the last exercise. So we start the workout out with something heavy and lower repetitions. We move into some moderate repetitions for the bulk of the training session, and then we finish out with a kind of an, a, a burner exercise at the end of it. And you just keep your repetitions just the same. Keep them the same every week, and uh, and you can switch up the exercises a little bit if you want to, but I would su- highly suggest keeping your main movements the same and switch up maybe your burner burnout exercises or maybe some of your accessory exercises. Um, and then, But tr- keep your reps the same and just try to add weight each week to that. And if you can't add weight, then add repetitions to it. And once you can't add any more weight or repetitions, if you're working out at home, add a set or reduce your rest time in between your sets. Because typically, uh, if you're doing repetitions of eight to 10, you really only need to be resting 60 to 90 seconds. For those big lifts, if you're doing like, you know, four or five, six repetitions, you could go ahead and rest two, two and a half minutes. And you don't need a whole lot of rest if you're doing sets of, you know, 20 repetitions on something. So, um, be purposeful with with your programming or wink wink pay someone who is good with programming things like this um the other thing is you could also just consider stopping your functional fitness work if you really want to go for aesthetics and then you can always pick it back up plenty of times have i taken a section of the year and just done a bodybuilding program i don't think you need to work on everything all at once um i totally get the idea behind functional bodybuilding, and I think it's great. Uh, but I think if you really, if you really want to gain muscle, just just do a bodybuilding program. Just just take a break, do it for a while, and then go back to uh, to functional fitness. You can always pick it back up. Um, but I, I do get this that some people like the variance of being able to do some heavy stuff along with some uh, some moderate repetition stuff because it is it does get mundane sometimes always working in that repetition range with those lifts uh, and, and feeling that way when you're training. But you know what if if you have a goal in mind when it comes to your body weight, it it is a solid way to train. So there we go. There's functional bodybuilding for you. I definitely think that it is a a good trend that has come out of functional fitness. I like the idea of blending methodologies. I just think that it's missing the mark on certain things. And I hope that as the trend grows, that it does get more progressive in the way that's being programmed and that people are not overtraining. Because I think that's this that's the thing that scares me the most about it is that people are just adding it on to everything they're already doing. Kind of the way that whenever getting really strong first came on the scene for CrossFitters. Everybody started, kept doing all their CrossFit stuff that they were doing, plus all these heavy lifting sessions along with it. Well, now they've kept doing the heavy lifting, so now they're doing the heavy lifting plus the CrossFit-y stuff. Now they're going to start adding these bodybuilding workouts onto it. And I think that it's going to end up 
causing a lot of injuries because people are just trying to do everything all at once like they always are with their fitness programs. So if you want to take some time to just focus on a program that's going to help you look better, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing or it needs to be demonized or that you have to try to force it into a functional fitness program. If you just want to do a bodybuilding program for a little bit, just go ahead and do it. It can be fun sometimes. Uh, If you are looking for a program, maybe you're looking for a functional fitness program to help you move better, feel better, live better. Maybe you're looking for a blend of something that's going to help you achieve all of those things. Plus, maybe some of those aesthetic goals that you have. And we definitely need to address diet if we're talking aesthetics as well. But if you're looking for a program and accountability from an experienced coach who is going to be there for you along the way, I want you to head over to straightshottraining.com. Click on request a coach. That's going to get you right in contact with me. I'll set up a time that we can have a chat and we can talk about what your goals are, what equipment you have, what your exercise history is. And I'll get you paired up with one of my awesome coaches, Steve, Delaney, and Megan do a great job with all of our athletes. Uh, Our athletes have tons of good stuff to say about them. If you head to straightshottraining.com, you can see our testimonials and see everything that our athletes have to say about working with my coaches. And uh, and we'd love to help you out. So head over to straightshottraining.com, click request a coach. I'll get in touch with you and we'll get you going. Uh, If you could share this episode with a friend, that would be awesome. Please make sure you like this episode and subscribe to the show so you can continue to hear new episodes as they come out. Uh, Thank you again so much for listening today and have a great week, everybody.